0: Welcome to the New Mana Podcast, an Arch KCK production. Welcome back to New Mana, your newest favorite Catholic podcast on the Holy Eucharist. This is your host, Lee McMahon, and I serve as consultant for evangelization at the Archdiocese of Kansas City in Kansas. But do not be fooled. No, no, no. If you've got a pulse, this podcast is for you. If you are fed up with the empty promises of the world, if you are hungry for more, spoiler, Jesus has more For you, We have been called to communion in Christ, and we've been given the mission of bringing revival to the church. So let's get after it. Uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody out there who's a faithful listener. Thanks to everybody out there who's left a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You're helping us get the word out that Jesus is alive. He's about a good work and that he is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. If you have not yet done that, guess what? There is still time. There's still time. Just don't do it while you're driving because safety first. So today we're going to pivot just a smidge. I really felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to not have an interview with a bunch of awesome, super cool guests. We've got, we've got people in the bank coming at you over the next few weeks. Here in a couple of weeks, we're going to get those interviews rolling again. But I really felt prompted to just unpack a little bit of a super-duper awesome book. This book is called The Wellspring of Worship by Father Jean Corban. So this book is hands down my favorite book in the entire world on what the Mass is, I'm what the Eucharist is, and what what liturgy is, like what it is, what it isn't, and I don't know how to explain it other than like when I read this book for the first time, it completely, completely blew the doors off of my soul when it came to me understanding what the Mass is. So we're just going to cover one chapter. I'm going to read to you a little bit of this one chapter. Chapter 11 It's called the Sacrament of Sacraments, and I'm going to read to you a little bit of this one chapter over the next couple weeks here. And I'm going to unpack it and explain some terms that might be vague or some Greek words or whatever. But why are we doing this? Because, again, this is the best book I've ever read on the liturgy. And what's, what's at the center of the liturgy? The Eucharist. Come on. I've talked to a lot of priests out there, and they say, Father, you know, what's your favorite book on the liturgy? And time and again, people are, are referencing this book, The Wellspring of Worship. Okay, Lee, that's great. But who is this guy? who wrote this. A little bio on the author. Father Jean Corbin was a Dominican priest born in Paris and he was a priest of the Greek Catholic Eparchy in Beirut. So he lived from 1924 to 2001 and he, he wrote this book for the first time in French in 1980. It was first published in 1980, but Ignatius Press picked this up in 2005 and published the English version. So he was a professor of liturgy and ecumenism at the University of the Holy Spirit in Calique, I mean, honestly, just a great name for a university and the University of Saint Joseph in Beirut. So Father Corban was also a contributor. Get this to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. He helped write the fourth section on prayer. I don't know how much better it gets. You know, what's your what are your credentials? Uh, I helped write the Catechism. Okay, so you're you're up there. You're up there with like Pope Benedict XVI. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll I'll take a I'll take a look at what you had to say. So this man is someone who loves Jesus Christ. This man is someone who loves the Father and someone who is passionately in love with the Holy Spirit. So, I just submit this to you, my brothers and sisters, to just listen along and take this take this time to prayer. You know, I encourage you if something hits you to just press pause and to sit with it and let it marinate. Because it's not just to to crush as many podcasts as you can, right? It's to actually facilitate encounter with Jesus Christ and to live in deeper relationship with him, right? I mean, that's the whole point here. So if something hits you, let it hit you. Without further ado, the Sacrament of Sacraments, Chapter 11 of The Wellspring of Worship by Father Jean Corban. The Eucharist is the Sacrament of Sacraments in which the body of Christ brings to bear all the energies contained in his transfiguration and accomplishes his mystery in the church. A little side note on the first line. Already, Lee? Come on. A little side note. So, the word celebrate. Did you know that the word celebrate, etymologically, like the origin of that word, literally means to accomplish? So, to celebrate means to accomplish. It is in Him that we assemble on the Lord's day to experience His passage in intense faith and festive joy. In Him the Father gives us to share in His communion in the eternal liturgy. But in this celebration of ours, the Holy Spirit is the principal liturgist. It is He who enables us to experience the Eucharist as the mysterious symphony of the incarnate Word. Through the Spirit, everything that lives and breathes is gathered together in the unity of the Son and sings of the Father's joy. In a prelude, as it were, The Spirit first opens us to the liturgy that is to be celebrated. In the first movement, which is the liturgy of the Word, He, the Holy Spirit, shows us the Lord who is coming. In the second movement, which is the anaphora, which, for your reference, the anaphora is the second part of the Eucharistic prayer. Okay, so just a little sidebar here for you to explain as we go on. I don't want to read this awesome section and explain it after the fact so that it makes sense later, but I want to explain it now. So the anaphora is the second part of the Eucharistic prayer. So generally speaking, the Eucharistic prayer itself consists of two parts. So the first part is called the preface. So this is where the priest extends his hands, he says to the people, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lifting up up his hands, he says, lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. The priest, with his hands extended, says, let us give thanks to the Lord our God, and we say, it is right and just. And then he says a short little prayer, and then we sing the Sanctus. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And then we kneel. It is at this point that as soon as we are finished with the Sanctus, that the anaphora begins. This is the Greek word where the people kneel for what um, is considered the priest's half. Um, And then the priest goes into one of the four Eucharistic prayers, and this is what's referred to as the Roman canon. So that's what the anaphora means. Okay, the word anaphora. In the second movement, he says, which is the anaphora, he makes the passage of Christ real for us and operative in us. This transformation is completed in the third movement, which is our communion in the body of Christ. Then, as in a finale in which everything begins anew, He, the Holy Spirit, opens us to the liturgy that we are to live out. But our liturgist does not accomplish this great Passover of history without our cooperation. We must prepare ourselves for it and respond to it. The celebration is a constant synergy between him and us. That is why at the heart of each of the movements making up the Eucharistic liturgy, we join him in a kind of two-step rhythm, the awakening of our faith and the faith event. The Spirit opens our eyes in order that we may recognize the Lord. He gathers up our hearts so that we may be filled with the bread of life. He gathers up our hearts so that we may receive the word. He intensifies our hunger so that we may be filled with the bread of life. He makes us die to ourselves so that we may rise with Christ. He becomes our joy so that we may become the Father's joy. He breathes through us so that we may give life to our brothers and sisters. These awakenings of our faith make us more and more transparent. For the light of the transfiguration to shine through. By this threefold influence, the Holy Spirit permeates our being and makes us experience Christ, our Passover. The Holy Spirit reveals Him to us, actualizes Him for us, and makes us participate in Him. In each of these three movements, there is an especially intense moment in which the Spirit divinizes us in the body of the Lord. That moment is the epiclesis. The liturgy of the word culminates in an epiclesis that precedes the proclamation of the gospel. For it is in the gospel that the incarnate word becomes spirit and life for us. In the anaphora, the anamnesis has consecratory power, thanks to the epiclesis in which the spirit transforms the offerings into the body and blood of Christ. All right, there's a word there. Anamnesis. What are we talking about, Lee? So the anamnesis is after the consecration at Mass. Um, it's, it's the prayer of remembrance in which the church calls to mind the Lord's passion, his resurrection and ascension into heaven. So this is actually the high point of the Mass, one understood as memorial of what occurred during Christ's visible life here on earth as a, as a pledge of what he's continually doing, what he continues to do, Invisibly, through the Eucharist. And this word anamnesis, it just literally means uh, to call to one mind, the calling to mind of, or the recollection of. So that's what that word means. So in the anaphora, that second part of the Eucharistic prayer, right? The anamnesis, the high point of the Mass as memorial. This point has consecratory power thanks to the epiclesis, the calling down of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus the gifts in which the Spirit transforms the offerings into the body and blood of Christ. In the liturgy of communion, it is again by an epiclesis that the bread mingled with the wine and the chalice affects our transformation, the transforming union of the church with her Lord. So this is just the first snippet. This is the first two pages of these 13 pages that we're going to unpack over the next couple of weeks. But this section is just so amazing to me because I love that, hey, we're going to talk about Jesus Christ in the holy eucharist and that the eucharist is the sacrament of sacraments but we're going to talk about the holy spirit's active role in the eucharist being the eucharist I just want to drive home these these this little point is that this threefold influence of the holy spirit through these three movements right the liturgy of the word the anaphora right the second part of the eucharistic prayer and then in the in communion in those three movements uh this threefold influence of the holy spirit it actually Permeates our being and makes us experience Christ, who is our Passover. The Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us, actualizes Christ for us, and makes us participate in Christ. So I just want to, yeah, that's the point here: is that the Holy Spirit is the one at work doing these things. I'm going to flash back to something that he uh, earlier wrote about in chapter seven, um, talking about this this moment of God revealing Himself to His people. So he says, uh, this is page 88, he says, The Holy One does not destroy, but penetrates with His fire everything that is. Men are His holy land, and the divine glory permeates it all the more profoundly as the divine salvation draws closer. But the flame that burns us without consuming is not to be comprehended at first glance, no matter how penetrating this may be. It reveals itself by giving itself and becomes known by being received. It is not our flesh that stands in the way of our seeing, as the ancient dualisms claim, but our lack of selfless generosity and love or, in other words, our death. Here everything is given gratuitously, both in the fire that reveals itself and in the heart that receives it. Here everything is full of life. The same mysterious flame burns both in the event and and in the heart of the person present. Only in the heart that receives it does the fire become light. This is the Holy Spirit at work in the Mass. Total and complete gift from the Father. Active in the Holy Eucharist. Wanting to burn within us a fire of love And if we receive him, that love might just become light for all those around us to see. I hope this episode has blessed you. I hope that it's been uh, refreshing and filling you with faith. um, Because the Lord, he is about a good work and starts with just receiving. So may God bless you this day. And always, this has been New Manna. We'll see you next week.